Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What do you do, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, you already know, brother. It's mm. the national championship game. Oh, yeah. The For- dogs versus the frogs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that like 50 times online, so figured I'd go ahead and get it out for you you listeners out there. <laughs> and for some reason, Shay, we're holding this in Los Angeles. You know, they're obsessed with college football out there. The, the people won't even know the damn game's going on. But- no. <laughs> Who are all these people in the lobby you know, barking at me? <laughs> oh, the culture shock that is taking place down there. I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be great. I Now, don't get me wrong, Mike. There's I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad. I mean, it's the last game. It's the last game of the year. It seems like just yesterday we were down in, in uh, Hotlanta talking about the the bright, beautiful future of college football, and 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 next thing you know, we're pulled back, and it's like, golly, we're we're at the end already. Yeah. My wife, my wife is so excited. She gets me back for a little bit, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. She's asking, doesn't Canada have football? No. <laughs> so yeah, this will be a national championship preview show, Shay. But I do have a couple other. Uh, real quick, news and notes, and a uh, little little curveball I just want to throw your way Ooh, okay. before we get into Georgia TCU. And, you know, this is something that we've kind of been hinting at, that uh, change could be coming to college football. Mm-hmm. And none other than Mr. Greg Sankey, of course, the SEC commissioner, he say down here at uh, – he's down here for the championship game, of course. Yeah. He is saying we need to get away – or do away with the early signing period in recruiting, which moving it back to, you know, he's, he doesn't have a timeline or, or exact date, but it's always been the uh, first Wednesday in February. And when Greg Sankey, who most people believe is the most powerful man in college sports, mm-hmm. says something like this, that's why it's newsworthy, Shane. So I would anticipate, I don't know when it will happen, but probably fairly soon, that will go away from this mid-December recruiting period just because we got bowl games we got coaching change now we got the portal yeah it's just too damn much and it it takes away from from recruiting and and college athletics Mike I I think you hit the nail on the head I mean you you heard I remember it was Pittman was talking and he's just like golly you know everything going on right now with like you said the the portal you got name image likeness this this stuff is like we're in the throes of it people are they're 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 putting money together to try to get some of these kids to come to the schools and you know so you're you're juggling and you don't know who your who your coordinators are going to be you don't know if you're going to lose a coordinator and it's it, it is is right in the middle of everything and and I told you when we did the when we did the recap on recruiting day it was it kind of lost a little bit of its luster because it is in the middle of all this other news that's going on. So I think this is a great idea. I think it's going to be good for college football. Uh, you know, one less iron in the fire. So um, I think it will definitely happen sooner than later. 
Right. And one other way to look at it, Shane, you know, we don't, not everybody likes to look so far ahead, but Mm -hmm. the playoff is expanding in 2024. And as we currently have the early signing period, it's going to be the same week as (laughs) the first round Mm -hmm. of the college football playoff. So imagine, you know, just for instance, Alabama's playing, I don't know, Michigan in the first round. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, not only you got to do your recruiting in lockdown, you know, official visits and all this, you got a, a playoff game in days away. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's too much to ask everybody involved. You know what? It really is. And and I think it, it hurts a lot of these universities too, that maybe on a bubble and right in the middle of uh, game preps and stuff, you know, it's, you, you need to be all hands on deck when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. And uh, these kids want to, the, they need the attention. They need you 24 seven and you just can't provide it. There's only so, so many hours in the day, you know? And imagine another thing. And this is the last thing I'll say on this. We can move on Shane. But now that we have this mid December signing period, these coaching decisions have to be made sooner and sooner and they start, they bleed into the season and just look at a, a team like Ole Miss who yeah. as soon as Auburn fired Brian Harson, we yeah. started up the hot board, Lane Kiffin to Auburn uh-huh. and fair or not, Shane. I mean, I think that wrecked Ole Miss's season and they yeah. were on a magical run. They could have won the West. I realized they came up short, but had they beat Alabama, you know, maybe they, maybe they get to Atlanta, but and, you know, maybe that's on Kiffin, maybe that's on his team, but I think we'll see less of that if we don't have this December signing period. We got till February to make these decisions. I think, at least I hope, it'll slow some of that coaching carousel down to where it won't ruin regular season games. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, since we're changing everything, what would you think about pushing the portal back a little bit till after? You know, I mean, that's that was the that's what everybody want to talk about is who jumped in, who's jumping out, and it, it seems like it's taken away from some of these bowl games. It's taken away from the college football playoffs a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. I I think why can't we just postpone it a little bit? Maybe even keep it open till spring. You know, instead of having two open enrollment or open things for uh, the portal, right. you just keep it open until spring. So, um, do you think maybe? that ever happens because this thing's getting bigger and bigger it's almost bigger than recruiting anymore <laughs> that's yeah. what it feels like no i mean you you make a good point maybe delay it till after the the season comes to an end yeah. you know i think there's something to be said for that as well um now some people i think would say well you know they want to enroll by january so they can get going but what can you really do before spring football you know what i mean so <laughs> You know, I could see a case for pushing that back as well, but I, I think that one, they're probably just going to leave it as it is, to be honest with you. Yeah, or give them a waiver. I mean, I, that's a good point about the school, but, I mean, there's <laughs> – we're talking college football here, Mike. Hey, I mean, we, education's a part of it. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, I just yep. – Okay, all right, I don't want to – I'm getting carried away. And one other thing, Shane, so South Carolina, this happened uh, late in the week here. They extended the contract of Shane Beamer – through 2027 and gave him a big pay raise. Shane, Shane Beamer is going to be mm-hmm. making six and a half million dollars next that season. Pain. And you may mm-hmm. sit, you sit here and say, well, what six and a half million? He's not proven much of anything. Even though he's done a great job there at South Carolina. I don't know if you saw this, Shane. I, I put it out there on Twitter. The, the salary for every SEC coach next season. Mm-hmm. And look how far Shane Bieber at six and a half million is down the list. 
Nick Saban, of course, leads the way, 11.7 million. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart, 11.25. They, they just have to be right below him. You know what yeah. I mean? You've you got to give goat, the GOAT the most, I guess. Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly, both 9.5 million mm-hmm. next season. Now, here's maybe the biggest uh, ripoff of them all. Lane Kiffin, 9 million next season. I'm kidding. He's a good coach, but nine, <laughs> nine millions. Now, how about this one though? Mark Stoops, eight point six million next season. Good night. Billy Napier, seven point two million, and then we get to Shane Beamer and Hugh Freeze, both at six and a half million. So basically, that's just the cost of doing business. Eli Drinkowitz, six million. My word, what? <laughs> Sam Pittman and your boy Josh Heupel, all the way down here at five million. Yeah. And then Zach Arnett, $3 million, new Mississippi State head coach. Clark Lee, private institution. They don't release those numbers. That's why I didn't say him. But Don't ta- worry. It's not too high up the <laughs> list, Mike. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Made takeaway from that one, Shane. Josh Heupel, he's about to get a pay bump. You know what? Yeah, going to get a little bit of a pay bump here, and, and rightfully so. But, I mean, that's – that's awesome. I mean, to find a coach, I mean, basically in a bargain bin, it felt like, and and look what it, what he's done for them Tennessee Vols, and and I don't want to take away from Beamer because you know this is a big moment for him too. That's a lot of money, Mike. That's a big commitment to a coach. Right. That's something you can use on the recruiting trail. We're going to be here a while because you know I, I'm I'm in a lot of text groups, and, and Mike, you are too, uh, with some Tennessee homers, mm-hmm. and when this came out, they were. Uh, you know, they were taken aback. They didn't understand. I'm like, dude, they, you know, he kicked our ass. They kicked South Car- or Clemson's ass, you know. I mean, don't you want a coach to win those big games? So, I think getting paid is big. But don't forget the rumors, man. There was people talking about if the Michigan job opens up. If You know, I mean, I don't know if that was going to happen. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horses. There's probably more his agent talking. But, yep. but there was still – there's still going to be some opportunities that may come open. It may not be this year, maybe next year. And South Carolina ponying up, I think this is a good move. I think uh, I think they got a good coach down there. And uh, trust me, as a Tennessee Vol fan, I'd love to see Beamer go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it, Shane? Yeah. Be- Beamer to Michigan rumors, then by God, South Carolina as quick as they could. Get this man an extension and <laughs> sign that dotted line. You know what? I know, I know. You hear them all the time, uh, and and it's, it's you, I would imagine it's been really hard at sometimes being like a, a Crimson Tide fan yeah. because you know you remember the first few years he was tied into all kinds of jobs, NFL mm-hmm. jobs, yep. Texas jobs. It was like he's going, he's down there, he's having a barbecue, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> oh God, I hope he doesn't leave, you know, and then you're like. Oh, we got to extend Oklahoma job comes over. I think Apple's going to leave, you know. No, we're still paying him $5 million, you know. So it's like, uh, no, I just, I, I, I love it. Um, but I, I do want to ask you, Mike, is there, I mean, clearly, the Mark Stoops one, that one's got me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I love the guy. I love what he represents. But him and Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, is there any, if you, if you were handing out checks, I mean, would you have them this high, you think? I definitely wouldn't have Stoops that high. It's yeah. almost – I don't know who's going to pay him that. You know, That's kind of how right. you got to look at it. Is someone going to steal Mark Stoops away for $9 million? I right. don't think so. But he's – he is the winningest coach in Kentucky history. 
He's mm-hmm. he's kind of turned. The, I mean, they're they're sitting here. They win seven games. It's a disaster. That's because of Mark Stoops. When before they win seven, they would have thrown a damn parade. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. he, he's worth a lot of money. Yeah. But that's one of the top six in the SEC. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's questionable. I got you. All you right. you can kind of split it both ways, you know? I'm just getting them Kentucky fans fired up. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> uh, okay. They're already out on basketball, you know? So, let's, they're a football school now, so. <laughs> but, hey, brother, so, hey, obviously we got a championship game to preview mm-hmm. here. But before we do that real quick, I mean, TCU, ultimate Cinderella story. So I wanted to throw this your way, Shane, and I didn't give you any time to prepare. I apologize. But if there's one SEC team next mm-hmm. season that you think could make a TCU-type run, and, and what I mean by saying that, TCU was unranked in the preseason polls. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have the preseason polls, obviously. It's too far out. But I've got a list here, Shane. I'm going to rattle them off of SEC teams that I think will either be unranked or maybe in the 20s, that type range, for preseason next season. Uh-huh. I just, I'm curious, I'm not, you're not predicting this is going to happen, but you're saying of these teams, which one is most likely to make a magical run like a TCU, not necessarily to the college football playoff, but let's say SEC championship, maybe a playoff berth. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right, so these these are the teams. And, again, don't get too mad because I'm, I'm not saying Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee. Those are probably uh-huh. going to be preseason top ten teams. So right. I don't want to get the bad feedback. What in the hell? LSU can't <laughs> do that. LSU's already there, basically. Mm-hmm. These are teams that I don't, if they make a run like this, no one's going to be predict, predicting it outside of the diehard fans. Right. Arkansas. Auburn under Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. Mississippi State under Zach Arnett, Florida under Billy Napier, Kentucky under you know Mark Stoops, Missouri. I don't know why I'm saying that the the head coaches we all know the coaches, <laughs> South Carolina or Texas A and M. Which one? Just next season, you know that's what we're talking about here. Could, could make a miracle run? Do you think next season? Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. Let me just – let me check one thing out here. I just want to verify something. Okay. Because I've got one in my mind, but, I, yeah. Okay. It, it comes down to – oh, man. It comes down to scheduling, brother. Yeah. So, let me let me check one more thing. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I like – my first instinct is Kentucky. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What they need? They need a quarterback. Got one. Need yep. a running back. Got one. Uh, need a coordinator. Got one. You yep. know, I, I I like. There's some still some holes. Yep. There's some gaping holes that need to be fixed. But I really like Kentucky's situation. What mm-hmm. I don't like is their schedule. Right. They got Alabama this year. Mm-hmm. So let me look. I just want to verify South Carolina because that's who it's coming down to, in my opinion. It's going to mm-hmm. be an East opponent. Um, I just I think the West is just too. It's going to be too wild next right. year. I think it's going to be one of the funner conferences to watch, but any giving Saturday, those boys can knock each other out. So mm-hmm. I think the easier path to a playoff is through the East next year. Um, so looking at South Carolina, clearly they got uh, they got Georgia. Let's see here. 
They got A&M. And who else are they playing? Mississippi State. Mm. Give me... Okay, now this is depending on on who leaves. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But at this moment, give me South Carolina. Ooh. The way they're playing, the way they played, the 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 buzz, the energy. If they can now again keeping some pieces back, right. you know, because when you think about making a championship run, making it to the playoffs, you got to have a quarterback. They have one. You got to have explosive plays. They can create them. And they got to have a good defense, not a great defense, but a good defense. And I think I think there's enough on that side of the ball if they don't transfer out, <laughs> you know. So that's the that's my only thing. So I'm going back and forth right now between South Carolina and Kentucky. And the only reason I'm leaning South Carolina is because just one game. I'll, I just think the the I think. I think South Carolina has a better shot at beating Texas A and M than I do Kentucky beating Alabama next year. Got it. Yeah, oh, a little surprised you didn't go A and M. We all know how you love uh-huh. the Aggies. Fool me once. <laughs> They're probably happy. They're like, please don't pick me. <laughs> I considered Ugh. Kentucky as well. Till I looked at that schedule, like you said, and then I had to decline on that one. I I like a lot of what you had to say there, Shane. Sticking in the East, South Carolina, so much buzz, a lot to like about them Gamecocks. But I'll throw you a curveball, Shane. I'm going Missouri. And mm. I'll tell you why, man. That defense, again, I know that they're losing some pieces, but they're, they're getting a lot of guys back. And I know we're not sold on Brady Cook. And I got to be honest with you, Shane. If this were to happen, it's probably because – Sam Horn, the freshman going into year two, comes into college. He'd have to take it by storm. This is a guy that Tennessee was after. I mean, big-time schools were after Sam Horn. Barely got on the field as a freshman. He's going to – Brady Cook's out for the spring. This is going to be an opportunity for Sam Horn to to get a ton of reps in Columbia. Not saying it's going to happen, but you're talking a TCU-like – Run. Yeah. No one's going to see it coming. Missouri's not going to be ranked. Drink, we got to get him fired. Sonny Dykes, the TCU coach, he's already been fired once. I mean, this is uh, this will be like a Disney-type miracle here. But, hey, they, they up to this point, well, maybe you could throw Ohio State into it. But aside from Ohio State, I mean, there's no one played Georgia tougher than them Missouri Tigers. Again, not predicting necessarily this is going to happen, but – I could see that the stars aligning here. I'm just, I'm just trying to give them Tiger fans some hope. You know what? No, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I think you picked the wrong cartoon, though. <laughs> uh, I think you should have went with the 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 pro. What's that? The frog getting kissed, you know, and it turns into <laughs> since we're using TCU. It seems like that would have been a natural segue than Cinderella <laughs> losing a shoe here. But I see what you're saying. Now, I, I, I like. I, Missouri's got just got they got a lot of question marks, but so did TCU coming in this this season. So right, um, maybe maybe I I just again, and we're both on the same page. It feels like the biggest surprise or the biggest opportunity to make a college football playoff run will come through the East mm-hmm. as opposed to the West. So um, and I like Missouri's schedule. What who are their uh, uh, opponents? Their their West opponents? Uh, obviously Arkansas, right. Their West opponent, Shane. Oh, I like this. 
Well, maybe I don't like it, but <laughs> LSU, but it's at home at least. Oh, okay. Well, you know what happened last time them boys came up. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another thing I really like about Missouri. I remember when the schedules came out, it was like, I don't know. I, I complained about it, but they put it they put it out in the middle of the season. No one pays mm-hmm. attention to it. I'm going to yeah. do a deep dive on the scheduling before long. But look at who, who Missouri opens with, Shane. South Dakota at home. Middle Tennessee at home. And Kansas State, which I know is good. They, they smoked them last year, but this time it's at home. And then they play Memphis in St. Louis. And then they go at Vanderbilt. I mean, hell, they, there's yeah. an outstanding chance that Missouri is 5-0 and as long as they just take care of business with LSU coming into town for that sixth game. To, that can really get some momentum going. Love it. Already getting excited for next season, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what LSU faces right before that. At Mississippi State, Arkansas, uh-huh. at Ole Miss, and then at Missouri. I mean, this could be, they could be beat up team right there. Yeah, and overlooking them just like, you know, just like LSU did in Arkansas. Yeah. They're overlooking them, and next thing you know, we got ourselves a ball game. So, no, that, that may be uh, – I feel a trap game segment coming up, Mike, and you just put them right there in the crosshairs. <laughs> it's list season, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, not yet, brother, because we, oh, okay, okay. we got yeah. one final college football game to end the season. Of course, the national championship game, Shane. And I had so much fun doing this last time. I thought we'd do it again. Don't forget, proud sponsor of the show, Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com daily fantasy sports and why we love prize picks Shane they got the college football selections at least they got one more game you can make your prize pick selections before the season's over but if you go over to prizepicks.com put in that promo code SEC they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to a hundred bucks so you could be in there today with 200 bucks mm-hmm. in your account with that promo code SEC and they've got NFL NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, UFC. They got all the sports, not just college football. So, Shane, I cannot pick a prize picks to save my life. Last time you knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I think you got it right every single selection. So I'm going to throw it over to you once again. We got a couple Stetson Bennett's over, okay. under on prize picks, Shane. Over, under, 200. 78 and a half passing yards. You like the over or the under or which he went with last time. It was brilliant move by you, Shane rushing yards over under yeah. 10 and a half. Come on. Come on, man. He's going to get that in the first quarter, Mike. I mean, you heard Kirby coming out after the game last week, calling his quarterback out. Well, you're going to put the naysayers to bed when he goes 25 yards for the first touchdown of the game. Yeah, that that all seems too easy. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to go over on the rushing there. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Now, how about this one? This is a little tricky, Shane. You can also do over under how many touchdowns Stetson is going to have. And this is great. Passing obviously is there. Rushing mm-hmm. is also there. And prize picks is also including receiving. So, in, you know, they're anticipating some kind of trick play, but the number is two and a half over under Stetson Bennett, two and a half touchdowns in the national championship. Over. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be a lot of points. I, I don't, I don't like any defense in this game and that's crazy with Georgia, but 
Uh, I think a little bit exposed last week, and I expect a lot of points in this one. Right. And then last one I wanted to ask you about here, Shane. Brock Bowers, the best tight end in the country, over under 60 and a half receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Or this, this is another good one, over under half a receiving touchdown. So he get one touchdown, you win big. Which one do you like more for Brock Bowers, over under 60 and a half receiving yards or over under half a receiving touchdown? This one's scary to me, Mike, and, and more for the yards because I think, you know, teams have been really keyed up on him. And, yeah. and really, I mean, they've really been doing a good job keeping him contained. But that's not because he got worse. That's just because he is so good that it, it's it's tough. But I'm going to go with the, the touchdown because when it does get in that red zone, Mike, yeah, that's the first one that Stetson's looking for, it looks like. So, now, you may not go to him all the time, but, again, I expect plenty of scores here, and I think my man Bowers is going to come down with one of them. Right, and you could say TCU could be locking in on them all you want. They don't have any defenders that match up well with Brock <laughs> Bowers. You know what? Right. No, absolutely. Right, Shane. Last time for the season, national yeah. championship game. Life as a Bulldog has always meant something very special. Our game is over. Georgia has won. It's much easier sometimes to try to get there than have to be there and then hold on to it and defend. Happy New Year! You better get ready. You better buckle your chin strap because they're going to play you hard. And physical toughness wins in football now. And if you're in this room, you got it. If you can say, yeah, they'll fight you. When you can play them, they're going to play you for 60 minutes, and you're in for a battle. Good touchdown! They're going to play you together. I'll assure you of that. This is our love for each other. One plus one equals one. Three. We are better together, and we are connected. I love you guys! This team personifies the word team. We play for each other. <laughs> Seeing everybody else working hard together, and then this camaraderie that comes forth of sharing the victory. This again, a historic moment in Georgia athletics uh, will be on the on the minds of Georgia people for generations to come. And these Georgia fans are what it's all about. And we've had tremendous fans all year long. My thanks to the greatest fans in the world. And I wish that I could have been here to really see and enjoy finishing the season undefeated and being number one in the country. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPN. Them dogs, Shane, favored by 12.5 points, over under 63 total points. Mm. Did the <laughs> dogs win another national championship, or does TCU shock the world? How about – here's a wild card, Shane. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I know – you know, we're not big uh, rap rappers here. I mean, we don't talk about rap or anything. Here, but... <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> uh, uh, the only rappers I know about, Mike, are Little Debbies, <laughs> and I got them scattered all around here. Remnants of 2022. No, I died. I'm doing better, but no, I'm sorry. I'm going full circle with this one, Shane. During the SEC, not the the national championship media availability on Saturday. Kirby was legitimate. Let, we'll kick it over to the clip. He was asked about the rapper Drake. Apparently, there's some kind of Drake curse. Uh-oh. And he's picking Georgia to win it all. Let's kick it up. Kirby Smarts 
live reaction here. And, and just one follow-up question. Apparently the rapper Drake loves you guys on Monday, but there's a Drake curse. Are you worried about that? I don't know what that is, so I'm good. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> This is how you know, uh, Shay, when you get these uh, media availabilities, you know, on a national scene, they're going to ask weird questions. And this is not the uh, not the typical Georgia media that old Kirby's used to, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like Beverly Hillbillies. That's what they're doing right now out there in California. Uh, what? So <laughs> I love this, man. This, that's a damn papaw move right there, ain't it? Hell, even I know Drake is. And <laughs> hey, one more. I thought this was great too, Shane. Uh, Co- Coach Kirby Smart, of course, he knows what a Waffle House is. What's his go-to order at the Waffle House? Oh, bacon, egg, and cheese, hash browns, smothered, covered. Nah, my kids get the pecan waffle, but I'm more of a bacon, egg, and cheese man. All right, no surprise, Shane. I mean, the man's down to business here, even at the Waffle House. You know what? What? What is your? I'm curious. What if you go in? What are you getting? I get. I get the pecan waffle. I get a pecan waffle, and I've got to have the hash browns with ham and cheese. So I don't know if it's covered, smothered, chunked. I don't know. You right. know, they got those fancy sayings, but it comes with potatoes, ham, and cheese. That's that's my go-to. What's yours at uh, at Waffle House? Yeah, I'm I'm just a big omelet guy to be honest with you. I okay. get cheese, ham, bacon. I get it all. I'm not not a huge pecan waffle guy to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. it's a fat thing, guys. <laughs> it's an I got, acquired taste. <laughs> I got no beef with anybody that gets something like that. You know what? Yeah, no. Well, you better not. I, we went over to Pancake <laughs> Pantry a couple weeks ago over in. Uh, Gatlinburg and that's my go-to man I, of course I've told that story about 15 times we're gonna be up in Gatlinburg next weekend if you guys want to hang out uh I'll be at the pantry at one of those days but the pecan <laughs> pancakes buddy man they got it figured out so anyway all right I know I do the pancakes there I do the waffles at Waffle House because naturally you're at the Waffle House but do yep. you do hash browns though of course yeah I, I like them extra done I like them a little crispy mm. now I'm hungry here I am. I'm not eating past seven, and I'm freaking starving now. <laughs> but one final thing, this is on a more serious note, Shane. Well, too, real quick. Update on Darnell Washington. Sounds like he's going to be good to go, which is great news good. for the dogs. And when asked about being repeat champions, man, this made me feel like, man, the dogs, they're locked in, ready for this competition. Let's kick it over to Kirby. Nah, we don't. I mean, it's never about that. I mean, we, we've never said repeat or defend. We hunt, and that's simple for us. We want to stay on the aggressive side of things. And again, I've just been a part of too many years where I came off a win that that wasn't the narrative. You know, this team is not that team, and next year's team won't be this year's team. So they're completely independent of each other, just like every game is independent of the previous. We don't dwell in the rearview mirror. You know, we, we try to focus on what's ahead. Yeah, we're hopeful we can get Darnell ready to play. He's continued to work really hard, done a lot of rehab, and uh, I know he really wants to. This is his first chance to play on the West Coast, and uh, he's from, you know, Vegas, and uh, this game means a lot to him, and uh, I know it's, a, it's an important one to him. They're going gigging. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly what you want to hear. 
from, you know, big time team here, number one in the country, been number one, basically the all entire season. Shane barely been tested. Them Georgia Bulldogs. Hell, I thought they played maybe their C plus B minus type game against Ohio State. Yet still found a way to get the win. Do they do it again here Monday night? Los Angeles, Georgia, TCU. What's your pick? Oh, Mike, I, I think last week taught us something, man. It was a wake-up call, and, and we've said that about Georgia. There's been a few opportunities throughout the season, if you notice. Them Bulldogs play a little too damn close, you know. I think right. I'm talking to you, Missouri. I'm talking to uh, – hell, even that Kentucky game was a little too close for comfort. But if you look at those games, what did Georgia do the following week? They beat the shit out of their opponents, Mike. <laughs> I, I think sometimes you forget how good you are and how important practice and being dialed in. I think they were expecting just to steamroll Ohio State, and I think they got themselves a little bit of a wake-up call. They got lucky, man. I don't think they make the same mistake here. I, I think TCU, don't, don't get me wrong, wonderful story. It's fun. We're going to be telling our kids about it one day, but – when it all comes down to it, it's going to come down to who's the better team here, and Georgia is absolutely stacked. I think TCU gave everything last week. Not that Georgia didn't, but I just think that they cannot compete with the Bulldogs. And we see their style, brother. They've had a whole week to prepare for this. Um, you know, there is no there's no secrets. TCU left it all out on the field against Michigan last week. And I, I don't think you can duplicate what Ohio State was doing. Um, so I, I just I think it's not going to be a good game. I, I, I think there'll be a lot of points. I think it'll be fun. But I think the best football game was played last week. This mm-hmm. week will be a barn burner. So give me Georgia Bulldogs 42. TCU Horned Frogs, 24. Ooh. Why you hate Stetson gets the first frogs. touchdown. 25-yard run. <laughs> <laughs> you nail the prize picks right away. I'm not a big fan of frogs. I've, I've, I, I don't like them. I don't, I, I, that's a side note. You know, I've never seen a horned frog, so maybe I'd be a little bit better with them. But, uh, no, I'm just not – I mean, you've, you ever stepped on one? It's like uh, it's one of the nastiest things you ever – you know? <laughs> it's like, who made these, you know? So what, what is their purpose? Uh, well, anyway. I'll tell you what. It's not for playing championship football. It's not their purpose, Shane, because just look at some of the stats breakdown. I mean, Georgia – Number eight scoring offense in the country, TCU number 67 scoring defense. When we flip it to efficiency, running efficiency, Georgia's got the edge. Number 50 rushing efficiency versus TCU's number 67 rush defense. Pass efficiency, this is the the biggest disadvantage in the whole game. Georgia's number seven in the country, TCU number 63. TCU offense, though, I mean, it's – they're both ranked number 15 in passing efficiency, Georgia mm-hmm. passing efficiency defense. So TCU could, you know, they they could have some success through the air. We saw that against Michigan a little bit. But Georgia's defense, Shane, number one in the country stopping the run, I don't think TCU is going to be able to run the ball on them. Mm-mm. And without running the ball against this team, I mean, you're going to have to hit play after play after play down the field against the Georgia Bulldogs. Ohio State was able to do it a little bit, but not enough, obviously, to get the win. That mm-hmm. plagued Missouri in that close game. That's why they couldn't win it. That's why Tennessee 
couldn't make it a ball game against Georgia because they couldn't run the ball. And it made them, it forced them to pass down the field every damn play. And that mm-hmm. led to mistakes. They just couldn't get it done. I mean, there's, there's just not a statistical at way to see a path for TCU winning this football game. I think anybody picking TCU, Shane, is just – they're either a dog hater or they're just <laughs> hoping without yeah. logic that some kind of miracle happens to we get a competitive ball game. It's a cute story. It's a fun story. Hell, Shane didn't even want TCU in the playoff. No. Give you an idea of the caliber of team they are. But, again, Michigan just – you know what I, I think happened, Shane? I think Michigan completely looked over TCU and said, yep. we'll, ju- we'll just go right through these damn jokers on to Georgia in the national championship game. But they got bit because they kept making mistake after mistake after mistake, got in a hole, couple pick sixes, fumble on the one-yard line, doing trick plays on on the goal line that blew up in their face. It was it was just yep. a it was a disaster for mm-hmm. Michigan. And that's why TCU is here. I'm not trying to – be completely disrespectful to them. But who has been the most dominant team in college football from week one to now? It's Georgia. Georgia is going to have a major talent advantage. And, hell, I I think the, the only thing you could say TCU may have an advantage, and, and this may be even going a step too far, is just in play callers. I, I love their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator. But, hell, Georgia's got elite offensive and defensive play callers too. So, <laughs> I don't know how much of a, of a real advantage it truly is. So, I say all that, Shane. I'm just kind of dancing around this. Yep. Georgia, 48. TCU, 20. And I don't even know if I can get to 20. I mean, this is this maybe we'll get the third. You know, we got to get some of these walk-ons on to yep. they, they get on the field for the national championship game. That's probably when TCU gets their last 14 points is in the in the fourth quarter when it's 48 to six, something like that. So yeah, I think Georgia. I don't even think this is you know it'd be fun if it was a little bit more competitive. But I think, like you said, I think the competitive ball games were last week. This one, I think, is just going to be a complete demolition. Yeah, I I think you're right, man, and I think it needs to be. I think it absolutely needs to be because Kirby's put some great teams on the field the last couple of years, and for people to talk about how great Georgia is, they don't need a close game here, Mike. They need an absolute blowout, which they're fully capable of doing. I think the best thing to happen to Georgia was to almost lose to Ohio State because that was the wake-up call. This is They're galvanized, man. I can. I would love. I'm surprised there's not leaked audio over there in California of Kirby just <laughs> dog cussing these kids because they're getting it right now. They're getting an earful, but it's motivating them, and they're going to come out guns a blazing. I, I just. I really think they hit them right in the mouth right early. That quarterback. He, he's been running around. He's ran in all our hearts, Mike. But he will not be running any. But you know what I'm saying. He may be scrambling to get to the back of the line of scrimmage. But uh, I like Georgia to just just dog stop these boys and and bring home yet another natty to the SEC, the best conference in the country. Well, let me ask you this, Shane, because this is a question that uh, I heard on Fine Bomb. I, I really wanted to ask you if Georgia wins this game like we anticipate they will, Mm -hmm. do you consider 
Georgia a dynasty with back-to-back national champion? I mean, everybody, I think, has got a different answer to this, so there's really no wrong way to answer this. But would you consider Georgia a dynasty, or do they need to kind of keep going for a couple more years before you'll go that far? Yeah, dynasty, you know, when I think dynasty, I think 10 years. You know, what have you done? What's the body of – now, don't get me wrong. Georgia's had some fantastic football seasons. Two national championships in a row is monumental. But I'm not not quite there. I'm not quite there – crowning them for a dynasty champ but they are they're on track right you know that i mean they're the recruiting classes dynasty, that, I, absolutely well i mean i would say we're we're mid-swing in this thing I, another three or four years i especially if can kirby can get back to a couple national championships yep. i think you're you're starting to compare them to nick saban so um they're definitely on the path but no i i think this i think i think the momentum's behind them. I don't see anything in their way. The only thing that's in their way is about to retire, in my opinion. So, um, and of course, we've been saying that for years. So, <laughs> but I, I, I really do. Short of, of of Nick Saban just hanging out for another ten years, I think I think the reins have been handed over here, of course, and uh, Georgia's controlling their destiny here on out. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a topic. All off season we could get into, you know what? But yeah. like I said, one more ball game before we close the chapter on the 2023 college football season. Anything else, brother, before we hop off the line? No. Fantastic year, Mike. Fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to get on here and recap. we got some fun stuff coming up this week, uh, so keep your ears back. This ain't the last topic we have. Uh, we got some really – Mike's got he's got he's got something up his sleeve, man. So be sure to tune in the rest of the week. We've got some fun stuff for you, and uh, I'm just ready, man. Soak it up. It's the last college football game, and then and then you know it's, it's we're in a drought, you know. <laughs> so get your vacations in, Mike. <laughs> yeah, then we have to before you know it, Shane will be this many days to the SEC season, and, and on and on and on, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> Cannot wait for the SEC to win another national championship. I'll tell you that. But uh, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go dogs. <laughs>